we'll talk about it. Get a freaking grandma sweater on. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Walmart. I mean, and grandma, I love it. Grandma shopped at Walmart too. It's, it's so no, cute. Listen, no Walmart's been no stepping up their Walmart. game. Walmart sure has been have. stepping up their game. Have you seen the new jewelry section? No, I have not seen the new jewelry <laughs> section at Walmart. The new no. like um like custom jewelry is like it's nice. For five dollars you get a lot. As far as like in one set, like the beaded jewelry and stuff. And it looks it looks cute. It looks like it came from Charming Charlie. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, keep that in mind. But uh, anyway, welcome to a new episode <laughs> of the Committee Podcast. I just saw it. <laughs> <laughs> you can check us out on SoundCloud and on Apple Podcasts. We drop a new episode every Monday. Uh, we're part of the uh, Kids Wear Crowns uh, Podcast Collective. Yeah, we are. Um, drop a review, subscribe, uh, drink Trill Tea, best tea in town. Um, mm-hmm. As you can hear, I'm not alone this week. Yay! Someone's back from their <laughs> hiatus. From, uh, doing whatever they're doing in old Texas or Dallas or wherever. Good old Western Texas. Uh, you know, last week wasn't intentional. I had every every motive to be here, every intention to be here, but um, life happened. So, but hello, lovelies. I'm back. It's me. It's El Chapa. I miss you guys so much. I'm sure they all. I'm sure they all missed you. I'm sure they, they forgot did. about me. They're like, "Who is that?" <laughs> They're like, "Who's who's this? We haven't what? heard her before." What? There's a girl. <laughs> how how was your uh, how was your Halloween? You weren't here the last time we like, oh, after Halloween. Oh my gosh! And I was like talking back to you uh, via the podcast, listening. Oh, you couldn't you couldn't hear me. Um, no. Oh my my Halloween was really nice. I mean, I was really nervous because I bought a shit ton of candy, as you saw. Because he tried to call me out saying that my candy game was probably whack. And in reality, I had ring pops. I had the real Kit Kats. I had Snickers. I had everything you could think of. Sour patches. All of that. I mean, it I wasn't covered... A plus. It was all right. It wasn't great. Bitch, bye. It was great. What happened was you got to mix in the dollar store candy, right? So you have to, right. like, you got to blend it because they're not getting $20, $30 worth each bag. That was ridiculous, but... Um, it was a lot of fun. Jeter and I enjoyed giving out candy to the kids. It was slow at first, but they came and I had to check some of these hoes because they were like, oh my gosh, your dog is so cute. Can I trick or treat? You could go, is what you can do. You could fucking go. And not stare. They were trying to kidnap my dog. Yeah, but I saw some some interesting costumes. This whole I know you guys had talked about. Like, how old is too old to be out there trick-or-treating? And that one chick that showed up as herself. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> I don't play that game. You can't do that. Now, I had these two trick-or-treaters that stood out the most. And they were obviously bigger kids. And they freaked me the fuck out. Like, one of them had that mask from The Purge, you know, with the creepy smile. Mm-hmm. And, like, a hoodie and, like, some regular, like, sweatpants and a hoodie. And that was it. But that mask alone is freaky. So I feel like that was lazy, but it was it was impactful. Now, the other chick he was with, I don't even know if it was a chick. They were in a bunny suit from head to toe. And I think it was a girl. I don't know. It was a pink bunny suit. But then they were like, thank you, trick or treat. It sounded like a 10-year-old, but clearly not the body of a 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. 
So I was fucking lost and creeped out, and I wanted them to go. <laughs> like, That's that was my trick or treat. Halloween definitely brings out the, uh, I don't want to call them weirdos, but the very creative people, I guess you can call them. But, yeah. 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 Anyway, we got a lot of good, good, positive, hilarious, funny topics to talk about today. That's a lie. <laughs> we're gonna talk about a uh, a wildfire burning California down. We're gonna talk about some uh, the the American way and uh, shootings that that seem to keep happening. Uh, the uh, midterm elections, uh, white women are going crazy, and people are upset about not spanking their kids anymore. But before mm. we get to that, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be. Today is actually Veterans Day, but you know Monday's the day it's going to be observed. So right. I I just like to you know give a shout out to all the veterans out there, all the people that you know served their country, um, Army, Navy, the Air Force, uh, Marines, Coast Guard, uh, everybody Coast Guard, the Coast Guard. yeah, the, you know those guys <laughs> over there. So you know anybody that's that served in the military, we we appreciate your service. Uh, Absolutely. If if there's if you're if you're someone who didn't serve in the military and you're looking for a way to, to help uh, veterans or whatnot, um, there's, there's, I know there's one in Florida, but just go to Google and see if there's a, a service that's kind of like Goodwill. But what they do is if you have like old clothes and shoes and stuff like that, they will come to your house and pick it up and they give that stuff to veterans. So instead of dropping your clothes off at Goodwill, which is fine. It's, you know, it's all good and stuff. But if you're looking for something specifically to help veterans, you know, look up and see if they have that sort of company like that in your area. And it's super oh, yeah. easy. Like me, we do it all the time. It's you call them or you email them and they'll tell you like, hey, we're coming this day. Just have it on your front porch and I'll pick it up free of charge. And it's that's legit. Super convenient. Because most Super of the time, y'all just throw things away anyway, to be real. Like, oh, I don't feel like finding a place or driving a Goodwill. I'm just going to throw yeah. it away. And instead of throwing it away, you can put it in the same bag that you would, put outside your front porch, and somebody will pick it up. Exactly. Um, also, to add on to that, with the recent hurricane season that passed over in Florida, um, those bases in northern Florida, Tyndall, and I think there's another one, who were greatly affected by, was it Hurricane Michael? What the? Was that their name? I think it was Michael. There were so many hurricanes. I keep wanting to say Maria, but not that one. Maybe that one too. But uh, regardless, there was that Air Force base out there, maybe amongst other bases, who were greatly impacted. So, yeah, people were displaced. So, if you guys want to give back and not just be about the, oh, we love our military, you actually want to do something with that love and appreciation you have, you could actually go to Google and check out some services to where you can help them out just as far as like the rebuilding and just trying to get their lives together so to speak because that's a lot yes i mean uh people tend to you know claim they have a lot of love for the military and veterans mm -hmm. when, it's, when it's convenient but i mean there's homeless veterans all over the place so you know do that what you will um moving on we're going to talk about this I, I read this interesting article from the new york times and <laughs> it, was, it was titled, Spanking is Ineffective and Harmful to Children, Pediatricians Group Says. Now, I tweeted out this article, and I didn't put any comment to it. I just kind of wanted to see what people said. And not too many people said anything about it. And then I believe it was uh, two days later, 
I tweeted out another article that said the era of spanking is finally over. And this was more of an opinion piece, but it was based off of that New York Times article. And the New York Times article, they did, like pediatricians have been doing like studies for like almost 10 years trying to determine like, hey, does spanking really work? Because back in the, I wanna say the 70s or 80s, they had something that, they had a study that said spanking did work but the way that they explained it was is spanking is more helpful to the parent because as because mm. as, as a parent you're kind of stressed out your kids not listening to you so you spank your child that is so bad you that's that's how they 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 phrase it so you spank your child the child does what you want them to do at that point and then you feel better you feel mm-hmm. you, you get that kind of stress off you so that's why people were like yeah spanking works it helps it helps the kid to do what they're supposed to do, and it helps the parent to get that stress off of them by spanking their kid. And, you know, 10, 20 years later, people are starting to wonder, like, does spanking actually work? And is it effective? And I, I tweeted that out, you know, saying that, you know, people will just say, well, I got spanked as a kid. It worked for me. Spanking must work instead of you know listening or reading the, the science and the studies behind it. So there was one guy who was just like, "Well, you, that's mm-hmm. why there's all that's why there's all these school shootings because these kids aren't getting spanked." And then one guy said, "I was a pussy for saying that you know kids shouldn't get spanked." I'm just like, okay, I, feel like <laughs> I feel like y'all are proving my point. So what what, what do you think about this whole spanking and should you spank? Should you not? This whole about this i think it's interesting how you say from that first article that was released back in the 80s or whenever it was about spanking working for the parents and i think that's really scary to think that spanking your child is a stress reliever um that shouldn't be it is that should <laughs> that shouldn't be the case um i do think that maybe some form of i don't want to say punishment but I don't know it's really hard to not be a parent and think of it. I mean, I got spanked as a kid. Hell, my sister used to spank me, and I fucking I thought that was the worst because <laughs> she was my older sister. She used to take advantage of that. Oh my gosh, got to, got to. She would take advantage, and I didn't have like in the household anybody younger than me, so I could like do it back to them. But when you think about it, that was legit my thought process. They hit me if I had somebody younger than me that I could hit them, just because right. I could. And not necessarily from a discipline standpoint. You know, shit, I just had a breakthrough, you guys. It wasn't from a, <laughs> from a discipline standpoint, you know. We're opening like, up here. We're discovering we are, El Chapo. We are. <laughs> Exploring yes, El Chapo. My third eye is fucking open. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, it, it really wasn't from the standpoint of being disciplined and whatnot. I think also when it comes to spanking, just the emotional trauma and it sounds dramatic but really that's what it is when you look up the definition when you get i remember all the time getting spanked as a kid getting popped in the mouth over some slick shit i said but still get popped in the mouth and they'd be like don't cry you can't cry mm-hmm. so then that emotionally fucks you up later on where it's like i should be crying right now but i can't something yeah. inside of me just not clicking i can't do it they did do some some research they said like if you if you spank your kid, your kid is more likely to be physical with other people, other other kids specifically, because 
when you spank your kids to get them to do do what you want, they take that as okay. So when mommy and daddy want something, they hit me. So mm-hmm. if I want something, I need to hit somebody because that's how mommy and daddy do it. Now I'm not going to sit here. I'm not one of those people who's like never spank your kids because I spank. I I have spanked my kids before. Mm-hmm. I was spanked growing up, so I'm not. I'm not out here saying never spank your kids, and I'm not going to say spanking is wrong. But I feel like we have to, as as parents, we have to be able to at least have a conversation about it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's not like some some millennial that got their feelings hurt was just like, you know what, we should stop spanking. This is something that's been going on for ten years. This study, and they found it to be not as effective and not to say anything bad about anybody's parents, but maybe they didn't have all the tools that can be used to, to help discipline your kid. Cause I, I mean, I asked them, but I'm like, mm-hmm. is it, is it possible to teach your kid to be respectful, to discipline them, to teach them how to have manners and to listen and to behave without hitting him. And some people don't think that there is, some people think that's the only way, and that's. I feel like that's kind of a problem. It's got, we got. It's also kind of a cop out. Let's be real. It's a cop out. Just it's because you were, it's, yeah, because it's a lot easier. Just because you were raised that way doesn't mean that you can't do something and think outside the box when it comes to your kids as far as their upbringing. Um, not to say that you were brought up wrong or that there's something wrong with you, but at the same it's just time, new, for new information. Exactly. It's, it's exactly new information. There's new ways to do it. Um, I don't have any kids, like I said, but I have plenty of nieces and nephews. And, you know, Latino household, everybody knows what a chancla is. And everybody knows what a pela is. And, you know, whatever. But I can tell you also, I don't... There's some seeing the younger kids, they're disciplining. They don't need to really get spanked. Like, when they get spanked, it's something big. It's something, like, that's really awesome, really, like, macaria type shit. Like, really disrespectful. And they're really not listening. Um, and it's really rare. But you can easily raise your voice at them. When I'm with my nieces, easily I could just look at them a certain way or just talk in that certain tone. Boohoo, crying tears. They'll do exactly what I say and whatever. Like you get that same reaction. And sometimes I feel bad because it's like, well, shit. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to do all that. Like, <laughs> but I need your ass to go and take a shower. <laughs> like it's as simple as that. Like, I don't understand. But I still got my way without putting hands on them and physically hurting them. So, yeah. and, and so does my, my sister and my brother and my brother-in-law. So it's, I think just from there, looking at their upbringing and how my siblings are bringing up their kids, like I said, they don't really have to spank them. They have, because we, we didn't completely take it out the household, but there's new ways. There's new ways of parenting. Let's just not be lazy about it. Yeah, I will say that spanking your kid is the easiest way to discipline your kid. I will say that, but um parenting isn't easy you know like if it was easy then everybody would have like six or seven kids and no one would have any issues but i mean it's i will say this it is harder to i guess not spank your kid if you've already been spanking your kid like it's it's hard to go back valid saying like all right i have to do something different and i would actually i'm I'm pose this to the to the listeners here if you are someone who was not spanked growing up, I'd like you to DM us because I'd like <clears throat> to have you on the podcast. Oh, I know somebody who wasn't. Yeah, we, we <laughs> want to get let's let's get this person on the podcast because 
Everybody she won't just come. Says, <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, really? Good God. You know what? I'm sick of her. Tell her I'm sick of because I know you're talking about. Tell her I'm sick of her. We're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna sneak her up. We're gonna sneak her on the podcast at, Without her at some point. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna do that. So but anybody besides Courtney, if you grew up without getting spanked, we would like to have you on the podcast to, to have a discussion about this. Um because I, I think it's interesting and I think the reaction to it is is more interesting. So um I'm terrible with transitions, so we're just gonna awkwardly move from that. Moving on. And go to something ten times more awkward. Something that I saw on the <laughs> on the timeline. Um, apparently, there's this trend mm. of white of white women on Instagram mm. uh, cosplaying or you know just dressing up to appear as as black women. And if you go to Wana's World, that's her Twitter name: W A N N A S World. Let me go on Twitter. <laughs> this is from it's, she tweeted this on 11 6 18 and she tweeted can we start a thread and post all the white girls cosplaying as black oh women on i've seen it i've seen it i've seen it yes mm-hmm. if you if you scroll through some of these pictures my goodness and it's not even a thing where it's like oh i got you know a little tan it's like they full-on look like either mixed or full-on black and it's not even it's it's somewhat terrifying to see these pictures and seeing how people are, uh, <laughs> I guess, faking it out of here. Like, I, what, what do you think the reasoning is behind this? This, uh, they, they've uh, dubbed it nigger fishing, kind of like catfishing. <gasps> <laughs> they call it nigger fishing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so vulgar. I don't <laughs> They put an ER on that. I don't yes. approve. Yes. El Chapa does not approve. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. So when I saw that, I, I honestly felt like, ding, light bulb turned on. Because when you go on Instagram, especially to um, a lot of these like makeup tutorial, hair tutorials and stuff like that, a lot of the girls are just Instagram girls and models in general. They all look the fucking same, right? They all have that tan, their little glow and everything like that. And don't get me wrong. I don't think all of them are, uh, (laughs) I'm not using that term. (laughs) 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 I'm not using that term. But I don't don't think everybody's faking, everybody's posing. Because you can, there's some people who could tan. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love my sauce of tan. And um, he's not here right now. But South Breeze knows how I get in the summertime. And versus mm. in the wintertime. The you know it's true. The true colors you come out. You've seen it too. Your girl looks pale as fuck, you guys. And it's <laughs> not that I don't have any type of melanin in my skin or anything like that. Like, I'm 10, however, comma, and my family, I'm the lightest one. So I actually got to take a 10 in order to, you know, to get the color that I like. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a difference between that and then these girls who are bluntly just putting on this new persona, I think they, they can recognize, okay, well, these are the type of girls that get the attention. These are the type of girls that that's what we categorize as beautiful now. Um, just this certain shade, right? They don't go past a certain shade. Some of them overdo it and it just looks scary. I saw, um, on that girl's Twitter, but I think it's, um, I think it's a bit much. I, I, I really do. I really think that these people are just caught up in this, 
social media fad and this image that is of social media that some girls are naturally like that, just tan and whatever, and they have the curves and they have all that. Similar to all the plastic surgery and the ass shots and doing all of that, now it's one of becoming a trend where it's like I got to be a certain shade. So the girls who are lighter are are trying to tan themselves to death. The girls who are darker are out there bleaching themselves, and not just girls, it's guys. As you pointed mm -hmm. out, um, that girl's Twitter. I was just looking at it again. They're even showing these males who are doing the same thing, uh, and it's different. One of them I did just see that he was like super brolic. And he was super tan. That's different from like those body competitions, right? You know, like in, when the and like the Mr. Olympia and all of those things. Like they they tan and they they overdo it on purpose to show off their muscles and show off the de definition and stuff like that. And that's yeah. the type of tanning that people are doing now on a regular basis. And that's what's weird. <laughs> that's what yes. makes it off. But not all of those that she posted. I just saw. Um, one of those guys. I'm like, yeah, it looks like a competition. Yeah, if you just search, search the hash, hashtag nigger fishing, you'll see some pretty disturbing things. And I think the part that really bothers me and bothers a lot of people is that the new standard of beauty is characteristics of black women, but black yeah. women are, but black women are, or women of color. Well, it's probably black women more specifically, mm. but black women aren't considered the standard of beauty. It's exactly. the, Kim, Car it's the exactly. Kim Kardashians. It's the other, you know, white women with big asses and big lips, but we can't, they, the, the black woman with that stuff naturally don't seem to get propped up and get that same kind of attention. So like you go after my cornrows, you go after yeah. my <laughs> lips with the lips injections. You could, now you're going after the skin tone, but like yeah, everything, <laughs> everything, everything you want to be, so bad but you're not but yet if you go in real life you're not claiming what are you claiming what what check what box do you check off in the race category which one mm -hmm. do you check to make sure that you still get the perks that comes with your race because lions tell me that there aren't <sighs> it's very it's very weird in the especially in the era of like get out and stuff like that just like People yeah. want all the things that, that black people have, except, you know, the oppression. But speaking of uh, white women fucking up out here, uh, the midterms just came <laughs> in. <with. laughs> that was a good one. That was solid. That was solid. I was waiting on that one. I, I, I was hitting on that one. So uh, the midterms happened. Uh, there were a couple of, uh, I guess, disappointing wins or, you know, surprising losses and, um, what what did you think? I, I I did you did you do early voting or did you vote just on election day? Early voting, I did an absentee ballot because um, I'm not a Texas resident. That's right. Did, you, did, did your vote make it to Florida on time? No, no. Then I should have put Florida. No, New York got it right. Let me just start. <laughs> New York got it right. Um, so we're happy. We're happy with Como again and whatnot. Um. I will say, however, comma, being here in Texas, like I said before, the the race was really close here. Oh, and yeah, I know yeah. I was anticipating for it to be that close between Beto and, excuse me, uh, Cruz, because you can see it out in the neighborhood with the signs and on the streets in front of businesses. And it's like every other one. There's still Beto signs out that people just didn't take down. Um, and I mean, it's their life, their prerogative. 
Yeah, that was, was a very surprising win, uh, Ted Cruz. I was like, people yeah. voted for that guy? <laughs> people voted. I feel like a lot of that had to do with just people don't like change, maybe. Um, then to hear some people's political views out here, and I'm going to be honest, I've listened to only Aurora speak um, between some of his rallies and his campaign and the ads that he put out, and I really liked it. So if I were to have vote, I would have probably voted for him. But the same token, I don't know what Ted Cruz is proposing. I don't. I I wouldn't be able to give a solid argument to be able to di- differentiate like who's the better candidate. Um, I will, however, say that he doesn't get the Latino vote from myself or a lot of people just by his last name, just because he doesn't acknowledge the Latino community. He only started to acknowledge them during a campaign race in 2016 when he was trying to bait us, and it didn't work then. Um, in Texas, it worked, but I don't think it was really the Latino vote, to be to be blunt, just with the polls and everything that came out. Florida was a disappointment. Um, Georgia was a disappointment, wow. but they're going to do a, uh, like a re, not just a re-vote, but they're going to they're gonna do something coming up in December. I think like a, a, a recount or a runoff, something like that. Something. It was so close. Right. And I thought they were going to do the same thing with Gillian in Florida because it was also just as close. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. I was pretty sad with those three those three races right there. My people didn't win. Um, but I was excited with some of the wins that we got. So, like, West Virginia. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? I've, I've only stopped in West Virginia at a gas station one time. Never again. I couldn't. Nope. Forget it. Like, forget it. That it wasn't my scene. They were not very friendly to my kind. Um, but it's now a blue state. So it just makes you think. Yeah. I mean, it's, one of the, the big things that, that came out from uh, uh, the election was uh, the fact that uh, felons are now able to vote now. I thought that was a big, a big Oh, I didn't hear this. And, yeah, and I, I just, when I was looking back on that, I was just like, why weren't they allowed to vote in the first place? Like, I don't know. Like, I. They lost that privilege once they got that felony charge. But once you get out of, after you serve your time, though, like, you're why still can't a felon. Like, you can't get a security clearance. But you, do you still have to pay taxes as a felon? Oh, that's a valid point. And I mean, I I kind of know the answer to why felons can't vote, but it, it's more so. Have you seen the uh, the Thirteenth document documentary on Netflix? Mm-mm. You should you should watch that. Anybody that hasn't watched that should definitely watch that. But essentially, it goes back to trying to keep black people from having any say in politics or rules and laws and legislation and stuff like that so the people that were getting arrested most of the time and that are in prison are people of color so they're like okay we're keeping we're keeping black people in jail now how do we when they get out of jail how do we keep them from making any real changes okay now they can't vote we'll take away the right to vote even though they have to do everything else mm. we'll do so that that kind of just didn't really sit right with me the, the idea that people could serve their time and still not get to vote but um you know but still have to pay taxes but uh, it's just yeah it's, it, it's hard for me to get in the politics honestly because it's literally just gang shit 
like down to the colors, <laughs> down to the colors, red and blue. You know what I'm saying? They got their yeah, own animals. Yeah, and people like look legit. People will ride or die with their party. Man, people will fight. People will shoot. You can't talk about that. That's one of the things you can't talk about in Man. the workplace or, or just in general. And even even if you look on the, like the ballots, I know at least where I live at, though, they'll, they'll ask you like, "Hey, do you want to vote for this for you know treasurer?" They'll have the person's name, Republican, Democrat, and most people don't even look at the name. Just like, "Up, oh, Republican." I'm Republican all the way, or Democrat, mm-hmm. Democrat all the way. For the ones that you don't know, yeah. Oh, guilty. yeah. Guilty. Right. Well, just Democrat, Democrat, uh, Republican, Republican, like whatever, whatever my party is, that's who I'm riding with. I don't know what their policy is. I don't know what they stand for. I don't even know who this person is, but they they they're repping my set, so I'm gonna vote right. for them. I gotta stand with the crew. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you better it's, not it's, go against your crew. Exactly. So it's like, oh, and. and I'll ask this to the listeners: Are we voting for what's good for the for the country, or are we just riding for the squad? I mean, which mm-hmm. one is it? So, um, speaking you know of game, go ahead. Oh, sorry. A, you messed up my transition. Oh, I'm I sorry. thought I had one. I might have had one. You could still just wanna, speaking of gang, remember that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My last thought on that, and I'll and I'll wrap it up after this, and you can transition. Is when it comes to all of these, you know, the votes for Senate, things like that. I was excited to see how serious everybody took it and how many people actually did go out to the polls um, because most of the time people just vote for the presidency and that's it. And then what happens is what's really dangerous when you're talking about voting for treasure, voting for all these other little positions just within your city, within your county, within your state. You're, you don't know these people because maybe they don't have the funds to advertise as often as some of the other candidates. Um, and you just simply don't know. The smaller little elections nobody cares about, you just see them on your ballots and you just vote, like you said, you vote for your set. So I'm a Republican, I'm going to put all red. If I'm Democratic, I'm going to put all blue and whatever, independent. But you don't know what, they're, what they stand for. You're just going off of that color. And at the end of the day, those are the seeds that they start off little, the little position, like, a, like the treasurer and all of that. And the next thing you know, they're at Senate. Next thing you know, that they're in the cabinet, and that's who makes the decisions. That's who runs our country. So right now, they're have, they're holding these little baby ass seats. But given you know, within ten years, that's who's gonna decide whether or not you get to keep the Fourteenth Amendment. <laughs> like, let's be real. That shit does matter. That shit Matters. Does matter. But uh, speaking of gang shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was great. That was great. Yes. Speaking of speaking of gang shit, uh, the biggest gang in America uh, in the world is America, and we're about that gun life. And Woo. there was there was a another shooting. Um, this one happened in Tallahassee, Florida. A a man went in and shot and killed two people. And I believe injured five people, five other people. And you can add uh, yoga studios to a, to the list. No, the, that's the, where it was. Yes, you can add that to the long list of places that people no longer feel safe at. You can add that. That's supposed to be theaters. the safest place ever. No. Well, they thought they thought that about schools. So schools, movie and churches, theaters, churches, concerts. Yeah. Yoga studios, all not safe. People just at work. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's wow. I didn't hear it, that it's, one. It's hard. This one, it's it's it, this one. It, they're all hard. Like all these, you know, acts of violence, gun violence are are hard to to read about and hard to do. We know what kind to, of weapon to listen to. Uh, I believe this one was a handgun. I okay, believe, but I honestly, I, I've. I've kind of taken a, a little bit of a break from looking at that stuff, honestly. Cause yeah, it, it it does bother me. Like I'm not, I don't I don't want to become so numb to it that I'm just like, oh, another school shooting, whatever. Like just ignore it because that's because when you do that, I guess you get complacent and you just kind of let stuff happen and nothing ever changes. But I mean, you know, as as a country, we love our guns more than anything, so. It's almost like a trend. It's like that's a thing to do. And yeah, something something else that that can be linked to these these gun shootings are uh, a lot of these a lot of these shooters are middle aged white men, and a lot of these middle aged white men tend to have a domestic dispute that goes along hmm. with this, whether they're. You know, they kill their wife or their ex-girlfriend or they're going to their, you know, wife or girlfriend's job or they're killing women. If you go if you go and look like look at a lot of the the mass shootings, a lot of that stuff can be traced back to a woman that was I don't want to and I don't want it to come off as like, oh, well, I'm blaming a woman. Be Like if it wasn't for this woman, this sh- these shootings wouldn't happen. But a lot of these shootings are. You know, mm-hmm. They were they were in a relationship and the woman's Make like, your hey. point. Yeah, the woman, the woman, <laughs> the woman's like, hey, I'm leaving. I don't want to be in this relationship. And the man oh, just yes. like snaps and it's like, all right, well, I'm going to kill you and kill all these other people. Or the woman puts out a restraining order and the man tries to kill her anyway. Just just, just try to read a lot of read into some of these stories. Do a little bit more research on them because. That seems to be outside of the guns, obviously, like domestic violence seems to be the, the root of these problems. But uh, hmm. if you're like if you're like that guy on Twitter, you know, just spank them when they're kids and they won't go out and shoot people. So that's apparently the, the solution for gun violence. But um Yikes. It's Man, this episode was not funny at all. Like you said nah, it would be I, I told y'all he was alive. We tried. <laughs> so we're just gonna skip over the uh, wildfires that are happening in California. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that right now either. That's no, just, no, I would. I much. would put in a quick plug to one of our favorite listeners, Crafty Cake Sierra. Uh, we hope your family's doing well. You and your grandma and everybody else out there. I have plenty of uh, friends and like close. I basically they're my family at this point. Out in Cali, out of NorCal. Um, still, regardless, you know, we're thinking of you guys. We hope you guys are going to be safe. And definitely hope a lot of you guys didn't skip out on a home insurance. Um, so, y'all, you could be covered because that fire is not stopping. Yeah, and it's not about is... budgets. Let me leave it alone. I'm going to leave it there. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. I'm gonna, but it's not. Oh these gosh. fires obviously aren't happening because of budgets and money and whatnot. But I'm going to let. I'm going to let Sierra continue with her tweets. She's doing a great job as breaking that down for everybody. If you want to see more about the fire happening in California at Crafty Cakes, she got you. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go straight into uh, my music minute. And Ooh. This week is going to be, I'm going to talk about uh, Ninth Wonder 
here for a second now. Who? Ninth Wonder. He's a producer out of North Carolina. He dropped a collaborative album um, this past weekend. And I don't know if this guy is just being arrogant or if he's just out of touch with what's been going on in the music scene lately. Hmm. But albums, albums are not an hour and 26 minutes in 2018. <laughs> they're not that long anymore. A lot, of, a lot of albums are, you know, they're getting to the point. They're more concise. They're, you know, and, and we, we, our attention span isn't that long anymore. Our podcast so ain't even music. that long anymore. Like, yeah, like we don't even talk. We don't talk that long anymore, so it's gonna be hard for people to listen to an album that long. So, I'll, I'll just say this, and I'm gonna ask the people that are listening to answer at home: Do you know who these people are? Ruben Vincent, Ian Kelly, uh, Jericho Jackson, Don Flamingo, Heather Victoria, Amber Navran. Uh, the Happy Hour, uh, Actual Proof. Do you know who those people are? No. Because, because I don't. <laughs> so I look at that track no. list and it says an hour and 26 minutes. I'm sorry, man. I'm not listening to all these. Not, not in one sitting. What I'm going to do is I'm going to scroll through the track list and I'm going to go and see the artists that I know. I know who Buster Rhymes is. I know who Black Thought is. I know who Rapsy is. I know who J. Cole is, I know who Big Crit is, and I know who J.I.D. is. I'm going to listen to those songs. Um, I tried to. I actually, I did. I was like, you know, let me just go ahead and try to listen to this whole thing. And I can't. And well. it's, it, it, it's, it's no shade to Ninth Wonder because Ninth Wonder is one of the better producers out there. But you're, you're setting your artists up for failure by putting out an hour and 26 long, 26 minute long project. That's too long in 2018. We can't, it's, it's not gonna work. People do not have the attention span for that. There are some people that are big uh, Ninth Wonder fans and big into hip hop, they'll listen to it. But if you're actually trying to get your people out there and get them some sort of recognition, this wasn't the right move in my opinion. Now I'm, I'm still like I know I'm complaining about how long it is, but I'm going to listen to it. Like <laughs> I'm going to listen. I to mean, it. you never know. Maybe those new those are newer artists, and they I mean, might they might gotta, do very well. You got to give them a chance. But I, I understand yeah. that. I just I just know that an hour and twenty six minutes is a turnoff for a lot of people. Like yeah, I I mean for the only part there's only let me think. I could probably there's three. You know what, too? There are only two artists right now that can put out an hour and 26 minute long project. Beyonce and Kendrick Lamar. I'll listen to those two. If, if you tell me Beyonce and Kendrick Lamar are going to give me an hour and a half, I'll listen to that. Well, you know you're going to get money with Beyonce. You, you're going to get that, plus you're going to get visuals. Okay. That's easy. That's easy money. I would yeah. watch it twice, back to back. Yeah. A lot of people, most people would. There's more than that, really. That's just in the first setting, because then you got to catch the little in between hints that yeah. she throws out. You know what I mean? The little gonna, subtle hints. That yeah, save, it, save, save it for the Beyonce episode. Okay, okay, you're right. You got me. But uh, my, my, I guess my, <laughs> my main point is that Ninth Wonder and these unknown artists are not big enough deals to be putting out an hour and 26 minute long project. So 
we're going to transition because you're drinking wine right now into your wine and out. So about, you know, what, three for four on transitions, I think. That was a little weak, but I'll take it. I, I force it. It's fine. Sometimes you got to force a shot. <laughs> no. Russell Westbrook. Mm, mm, don't always force it. Okay. So <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. I can't, I can't stand myself right now. All right. Let's start with it. The wine this week is going to be the one I'm drinking currently. It's called the Rosemount Estate Diamond Label. It's a Shiraz 2017, straight out of South Australia, as most of them are. Our alcohol content for today is, of course, a lovely 13.5%. And quite honestly, this will be so good with like a nice steak or maybe some good cheeses, like a sharp cheddar. Um, that's definitely something I would pair with like some cheese and crackers. Mm, that sounds good. I just ate, but now I'm getting hungry again. Um, overall, you get the whole berry flavor from it. It's I wouldn't say it's sweet because I feel like sweet in wine is such a it's so deceiving. It's not sweet at all, um, but it's not dry and it's definitely not as peppery as a typical Shiraz. So for those of you who don't like the the typical ones, you want something a little bit more fruity bodied. You would definitely like this wine. I think it would be great. And the wine itself this week um, is coming from a friend of mine. I'm not, I'm not going to say names. And he's a sweetheart. I really do adore him. However, comma, he hit a nerve that he didn't know was there <laughs> this past weekend. And I'm going to talk about it because I'm pretty sure a lot of my ladies out here can understand. So I have curly hair. I have big curly hair when I want to make it big. And it's been good weather. So when it's good weather and low humidity, what happens? You straighten your hair because you can only get good hair weather for so long during the year. So finally, it's good hair weather. I'm going to straighten my hair. I think it looks nice. And guess what? I don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks because I want my hair straight. So I straighten my hair. And he proceeded to tell me that, oh, you straighten your hair. It looks nice. He goes, but I prefer your curly hair. Totally. Oof. You can't say prefer. Can't say that. Can't say prefer. I can't think say that. Really, I think that's what it was. And he didn't mean any harm by this. And I'm not upset with him. And we talked about it afterwards because I kind of like snapped. Like I went sibyl. Like my head cocked to the side. I was like, what? <laughs> like I had one of those. But it's just such a pet peeve. Fellas, I don't give a fuck what you prefer. Fellas or ladies. Like I didn't ask anybody for your opinion on how I do my hair, on how I dress, what fucking shoes I wear, if my socks match, if I want to wear red lipstick when really I should be wearing a nude lipstick because I have dramatic eyes. I don't give a fuck what you think. If I'm going to wear and display myself to the universe the way I want to display myself to the universe because that's how I feel good, that's how I feel confident, so be it. Who are you, anybody, except my mother, <laughs> to tell me what I'm looking and then critique me on how I'm looking to your preference. I think that's really what the key is to your preference of how I look. No, no, sir. No, ma'am. I don't care. You don't, you don't get to do that to me. And it's not just to me to anybody. Cause that's not fair. That's not nice. That's like when you wear glasses and you put on your contacts, I'm like, oof, you look better. <laughs> you look better with your, with your glasses. Like, so the fuck what? Like, what do I care? You see however you feel like seeing that day. Like, who am I to tell you 
about your appearance. So therefore, who are you to tell me about mine? So that's going to be my wind it out for this week. Something a little light. Um, yeah, like I said, if you're listening, I'm not mad at you. But it struck a nerve and I felt like this is what the whole point of the wind it out is. Therefore, I got to share it. So, mm-hmm. Okay, but I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the role as a South Breeze and play devil's advocate. You what would. If, what if your man prefers you to have straight hair? Oh, I don't care. You gonna lose that on a great man over your hair? No, no, I don't care. When I want to impress you, when I feel like giving a shit about what you think about my appearance, I'll straighten my hair. I, you know what? It's so funny you say that because I had an ex who was like that, and. He would always try to force that on me. Go get a bitch that has naturally straight hair then. Because clearly I'm not what you want. And I'm you're not what I want. So fucking go. Like, don't keep forcing your, how I, especially how I look. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't force how I look, my appearance, on me to match what your standard is. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. That's the same motherfucker that tried to tell me because he was working out in the gym all the time, trying to make himself a bodybuilder. Like, oh, I got to up my game up in the gym. I'm sorry. You're in my house laying in my bed. You, you took me on a whole other conversation. Ooh, wow. You took me on a whole other conversation. I'm just sitting here listening. I'm here listening. Look what you did. <laughs> but, yeah, like, you, you in my house laying up in my bed. You're under my roof right fucking now. You're not paying shit of my bills. Yeah, you're going to try and tell me, oh, that I should be going to the gym more often because that's a priority for you. Fuck you. Go for you and your priority. What if my priority is eating and you're not doing enough of it? What if my priority is bills and you're not paying any of them? Like, I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. Elle said she needed a little bit more jiggle to it. She said she needed to jiggle a little bit. (laughs) I'm just saying. I go to the gym when I fucking feel like Oh, oh man. Oh, he definitely did not sleep in the bed that night. Jeez. He didn't sleep in my bed that night. Mm. Anyway, story mm. time over. Wow, Fuck that bitch. It all out there. I hate him. I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm going to play uh, South Breeze again. Are the DMs open? Man, I don't leave my DMs alone. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't get out of my life. All right, so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up on that because I don't want to upset uh, Elle anymore by going down memory lane <laughs> with her, her relationship stories. But um, thank you guys for listening. You can find us on Apple. This is my NPR voice. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. I'm creeped out. We're also on SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review. Like also our on Spotify. Spot, sure, yeah. Retweet us. Follow us on Twitter. Marcus underscore sniffles. We drop new podcasts every Monday. Um, we have a uh, new music episode coming to you. We'll be having a new Dirty Bird Nation report coming to you also later this week. Um, we also have some other things coming down the line. So just be on the lookout for that. Um, and for the Twitter users, we have a question for you this week. <laughs> Which era had the best movies? Was it the 80s or the 90s? Tweet us with your responses. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, El Chapo, do you have any shout outs you'd like to give this week? <laughs> oh, please stop using that voice. Um, <laughs> Creeper. All right. So 
so a few shout outs this week. Uh, I want to shout out to my Theo and my Titi. They're celebrating, I believe it's 20 years of marriage. Um, and they just redid their vows. That much I know if the 20 years is wrong. They just redid their vows. So congratulations to them, Theo and Titi. Um, I'm going to give them their names because they don't listen, mm. which is fine. Um, who else? Who else? 20 years Let's is just, a long time. It's a long time. They're they're. Stupid freaking cute. Um, their love is just so obvious for one another. And they just kind of go. You know when you see people who just go together? It's like, it's them too. I love it. Mm. Um, but yeah, shout out to everybody for listening. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode. I missed y'all. Oh, shout out to Slimbella. Um, and here's what I like about Miss Slimbella. Not just because she comes on the podcast. Not just because she keeps it real with her opinions and sometimes it gets a little nasty, but everybody likes that sometimes. A little nasty. It's all right. It's all right. There's no judgments here. And that's exactly what I like about her. When she's on Twitter, she says hello and good morning to her queens. There's no hate. There's no nothing, which you can see so often, especially in social media, you know, about, you know, women tearing other women down. And I never seen that with her, not just with me, but just on other posts that she puts out and retweets and whatnot. So shout out to you, Queen. Uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Yes, definitely shout out to her. Um, I don't really have any shout outs, but uh, I would like to give some advice. Not even like advice, but just a suggestion. If you if hmm. you are if you are a parent, I would suggest uh, meditating. I started doing that maybe a month ago. You're welcome. I don't, I don't okay, whatever. I don't do it every day. <laughs> I don't do it every day, but I mean it I I feel like over time it has kind of helped me to not get as uh angry as fast. I kind of take my time and like trying to keep my emotions in check. And you don't have to do the whole like you know sitting cross-legged uh lighting incenses and you know for you know 30 minutes but just Two minutes in the car, just silence, just alone with your thoughts, breathing. That's mm-hmm. it, it. Sounds it sounds crazy, but that shit kind of works, man. Like yes, just allow work. yourself to decompress. We don't we don't allow ourselves enough time to decompress and just let go of those stressors and just all the energy and the anxiety that that your body holds up just from fucking adulting, especially you guys as parents. There's a, probably a lot more in there. Not to take over your whole spiel, Mm -hmm. but when meditating, it really helps to release all those extra emotions that your body's just harboring and you don't realize it. You don't. And so you give yourself just those two, three minutes to decompress. Watch. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, friend. It makes makes a difference. You just got to be consistent at it. So uh, this this is a committee podcast. We out.